Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live On Purpose Radio. My guest today is Coach Jim Johnson. Jim was uh, made famous, actually, overnight as about 11 years ago, he coached his uh, high school basketball team to a victory. But this was an uncommon kind of a victory for a number of reasons. And I'll let him tell some of that story. Welcome to the show today, Jim. Uh, thanks for having me, Dr. Paul. I'm, I'm thrilled that we finally got connected. We've talked about doing this for a while. Right. Coach, could you just share in, in your own words, the story of what happened almost a decade ago uh, with, with that amazing game? Sure. I, I would been, I've been a high school basketball coach. I actually just retired. I was a coach for 35 years. And uh, in 2006, we had a young man that was my team manager. His name was Jason McElwain. The world now knows him as J-Mac. And he had a big dream, uh, despite the fact that he was autistic and learning disabled and was not a very good athlete. He had a big heart and he was our team manager for three years. And when he came out for his third year, his senior year, uh, he didn't make the team again. And what was very unique, Paul, is the fact that I rarely have ever had a, a student athlete try out more than once if they didn't make the team. Jason tried it three times. So I really admired his dedication and commitment to our program. And he was our team manager. So I told him his senior I was going to give him a gift uh, or put him in uniform and hopefully get him into our final home game, which was on February 15, 2006. Well, with just over four minutes to go, I pointed to him. He nearly ran on the court. He was so excited. And then um, when he got on, the first time he touched the ball, he was in the right corner behind the three-point arc. He let it go. The crowd stood in anticipation. And then you heard a groan as the shot went wide by about 10 feet. It wasn't even close. And I know you're not supposed to pray in the public schools, but I was praying, please, God, help him get a basket. He missed his second shot as well. And then he, he made a three-pointer and the place exploded. And uh, uh, I thought, wow, God must be a basketball fan. Not only is Jason, he scored, he's got a three-pointer. Again, getting better than this. But then he went on and made six more baskets, including five more three-pointers. And when the smoke cleared, he had scored 20 points in less than four minutes. Wow. This, I have seen the video. I think many of our listeners probably have seen the video as well because it went viral. Yeah. The energy and the enthusiasm and the feeling of that video is just electric. Yeah, it was uh, certainly one of the greatest nights I've ever had uh, in coaching. It was uh, just a great thrill to see all the student body and all his teammates. Uh, what was really neat, we had had a very difficult season. I talk about that in my book, uh, Coaching a Miracle. And the kids really pulled together to help Jason. In fact, I never asked the kids on the court to pass Jason the ball, yet in those last four minutes he played, he was the only one that shot. So that gave you an idea how much they loved and cared for Jason. And then to see 
see how the students were behind him as well as all his players that weren't on on the floor when he played. It was just amazing. It was the ultimate of what I think team should be all about. Yes. And what an appropriate way to finish out that season and to, to give a young man um, really the, the dream opportunity of, of a lifetime. And it's gone on from there, though. Uh, I know that other things happened after that game. Do you care to comment about that a little bit? Well, you know, they say sometimes you get a 15 minutes of fame, and I will admit it was a little bit longer. Um, the, once the game got out and went viral, uh, my phone didn't stop ringing for like three straight weeks. I mean, the interesting thing, Paul, is we, uh, Jason and I, our other big dream, we had never won our Section 5 championship, which is a pretty big deal in our area. And three weeks later, after his magical night, we were able to win our first Section 5 championship. So that kind of added the cherry on top. But the the media attention was just unbelievable. And, you know, we went on, uh, Jason won an SB for the greatest sports moment of the year. He ended up beating out his idol, Kobe Bryant, that had scored 81 points in a game. We were on Oprah. We were on Good Morning America. We were on ESPN, you name it. It was just an incredible ride. Uh, <laughs> and certainly it launched me into a second career uh, where I've, I now speak all over the country, giving inspirational leadership keynotes. Yes. Which is why you and I know each other because we got acquainted at the National Speakers Association. Yeah, incredible. I'll tell you a very quick side story. I was speaking about a year after J-Mac's game and I've been in Chicago and this gentleman came up after my talk and he said, coach, you have a lot of potential as a speaker. You should join the National Speakers Association. This is how much I knew about speaking other than the fact that I liked it. I said, what's that? (laughs) But fortunately, that was good advice and I ended up joining and I've been a member for over eight years now and it's uh, really been uh, great to meet people like yourself and learn a lot about the speaking business. What a fantastic human treasury is is what I refer to it as. And uh, thank you. You know, Coach, I was I was watching um, a YouTube video, and J Max mom was commenting about all of the media pressure that that occurred after this video went viral. Right. And, uh, she says, "I'm not taking any more calls unless it's from Oprah or the president." <laughs> <laughs> And then President George W. Bush actually uh, connected with Jay Mack and with you as well. Right. Yeah, we, we got a chance to meet President Bush, which was a great honor. And uh, he kidded Jay Mack. And uh, it, w- it was a pretty uh, wonderful experience, to say the least. Yes. You've learned a lot from this experience. And I know that you share these principles from the stage and in your trainings. Mm-hmm. What stands out in your mind as some of the important principles that this has brought uh, to you and to to the people that you teach? Well, I'll say a couple. I talk about six keys in one of my keynotes about how to make your dreams come true. And I I think um, a couple that I'll point out to you is one that Jason, uh, what I've really admired about him uh, is that his, he had great perseverance. I call it the never give up mindset. The fact that he had, had not make the team three years, but stayed uh, an invaluable part of our program by being our manager. And, and just, I mean, he wanted to win as bad as any of the kids that were in regularly in uniform. Um, so him, the ability to just keep pursuing his own dreams, uh, 
after he had a number of setbacks, you know, and certainly a lot of challenges in his life, I really admire. And then one of the other keys I talk about is Carpe Diem, or of course, Seize the Day. And I think in those, I talk about uh, work ethic, and Jason's work ethic was just off the charts. I mean, here was a kid that had never made the team yet. He would come to practice early, stay after practice, and you work on his game. So, uh, you know, that work ethic. And then the other thing I talk about, you know, Carpe Diem season day is, is having the right attitude. And I, I give my team a quote every day when I coached. And uh, one of my favorite quotes is, attitudes are contagious, as yours worth catching. And J-Max was. I mean, he, every day he had a, a positive attitude. And, you know, he was someone that the kids really look to when we had tough times uh, he was uh, our shining light and our guy that never uh, you know kept encouraging everybody and had that never give up mindset yes it's so inspiring isn't it to to see a young man who despite potential frustration or discouragement uh, he just kept with it um, committed to his dream, his cause. And there's another side of this, Coach, and I know that you get this sometimes in your interviews, um, that you, as a coach, had an opportunity uh, to give this young man his moment and, and hoping and praying that it would turn out well. And, uh, of course, it turned out better than you could have ever imagined. Right. Um, could you comment about that little piece, too? You as the coach in this game what what were you what were you experiencing there well i the thing that was important to me is when i got into coaching is i wanted to make a difference in young people's lives and you know the the neat thing about coaching is that you get an opportunity because you see kids for a period of time pretty much every single day and the ability mm -hmm. to build relationships is a really powerful thing so you know the thing that i cherish so much about jason's night was the fact that i was able to give him an opportunity and then he shined, you know, he was prepared, he was ready for it, uh, you know, and certainly uh, that, you know, I believe it was a miracle. I think it was a, a way that God could inspire a lot of people because there's a lot of questions about autism and it's becoming more prevalent in our country, but, it, but it's really good. And then the other thing that was really neat to see is the effect it had afterwards where I, you know, I've, I've seen uh, other stories, you know, I don't know that we'll ever touch Jason scoring 20 points in four minutes, but, you know, I've seen other student athletes that have had disabilities where they, you know, scored a touchdown in a football game or, you know, a basket in a basketball game or, uh, you know, other sports as well. And it's really nice that it, it had a ripple effect. Uh, you know, certainly when I put Jason in the game, that wasn't my thought process, but it's neat to, to see that it has happened and, you know, it's inspired a lot of people. Part of the after story of this, too, that some people may not be aware of is that this has provided additional opportunities for Jason and for you uh, as you've been had a chance to actually coach together, too. Right. Actually, uh, after Jason graduated in 2006, he uh, stayed out of our program for two years, although he'd come back and, you know, watch some practices and go to a lot of our games. And then 
after two years, he was in my office one day and he said, coach, I really miss the program. Is there any way I can come back and help? And I said, sure. I'd let, you know, I'd love to get you back involved. And so he was a volunteer assistant actually for our last nine years. And the interesting thing is we won a championship the next year after we finally broke the barrier, Jason senior. And then when Jason came back, we were able to win four more in those nine years we were together. So he, he's kind of my good luck charm and uh, uh you know he never ceases to amaze me on what he does in fact you know he was a runner in high school and after uh, getting out of high school he uh, got really in, into working out he got much bigger and stronger but then he started getting back into running and he uh, shared that he wanted to marathon and i said well jason what's your goal for that and he says i want to qualify for the boston marathon and he came and he says, uh, I said, what's the qualifying time? He says, three hours and five minutes. I go hard for any of your listeners that are run marathons. That's a pretty fast first marathon. I said, are you sure? And lo and behold, he, he got some training tips from our cross-country coach that he ran for in high school. And he ended up running the Rochester Marathon twice, actually. And both times broke 3.05. And then the unbelievable thing is his first Boston Marathon, his goal was to break three hours, which, of course, Boston Marathon is a more difficult course than a Rochester Marathon. And lo and behold, first Boston Marathon, he runs in 258 and change. I mean, just never ceases to amaze me. (laughs) What's possible when you have a dream and you persist, you seize the day? You've got some good principles started for us here, Coach. As we come back from this first break, we'll we'll dive into what some of those principles are. Folks, this is Coach Jim Johnson at Live On Purpose Radio. You all know that I'm excited about positive psychology. Finally, there is an app that is available to help you feed your happy. My friend Scott Wilhite developed this app. Scott, tell us about it. Well, uh, it's called Feed Your Happy. It's like seven habits meets the Fitbit, where you get Mm, mental training on seven core skills to happiness, and you get the tracking ability too, so that you can chart. Anything you chart improves faster. If you like apps, if you like games, if you like happy, this is it. Feed Your Happy, it's available now in the App Store. Happiness doesn't depend on any external conditions. It is governed by our mental attitude. Dale Carnegie And welcome back. We're having a great discussion today with Coach Jim Johnson at Live On Purpose Radio. Um, Some of you may remember the video. Uh, if you don't, go to YouTube, look it up. I think, Coach, you've got it posted on your website too, right? I do. It's on CoachJimJohnson.com or if you Google it, uh, either you know my name or uh, Jason McGowan or J-Mac video, it, it will come up. I, I think one of the videos has got over a million hits on it. Oh, yeah. And I've seen it several times. And, and you weren't the one speaking at the time. <laughs> Because a lot of um, inspirational, motivational speakers have picked up on this video. They've shared the story. Um, it, it did go viral on YouTube. And um, what an amazing inspiration. You know, I was thinking about that during the break, Coach, that sometimes we get it in our head that because of this or because of that, I can't 
really do this or I, I won't be successful. And we pick our favorite reasons. This young man had a diagnosis of, of autism, high-functioning autism, right. that still creates some very specific challenges. And he demonstrated that that's not a reason to not pursue a dream or to succeed. And I know you've got some feelings about that. Talk to us about that for a minute. Well, I think the the thing is, is uh, Jason, uh, you know, believed that he could do it, you know, and he got a lot of encouragement from, you know, our community and our team and, you know, students at school. So, uh, you know, he certainly had his challenges growing up and, uh, and so uh, it certainly wasn't easy for him, but uh, I'm really proud of how much he's uh, developed as a person. And, uh, you know, really, uh, you know, he actually does some speaking with me sometimes. And, uh, you know, he, he's still helping at the school as an assistant. He works full time at a, one of our local uh, grocery chains. So, you know, he's done really well. And uh, uh, one of the things that, you know, when I got into coaching, uh, my first varsity position I got it in a very young age 25 years old and I thought I knew everything there was about coaching I was coaching at a school very close to where I grew up and I thought I was going to lead this team that wasn't very good from the outhouse to the penthouse in a short period of time and mm-hmm. uh, after uh, our first two games we were one and one and I thought I've got this and then with my great coaching acumen I led that team to 17 consecutive losses and wow. then I, wow. I I ended up uh, didn't leaving that job because I didn't like what the administration had to say to me, which, of course, they said to me, you're fired. <laughs> that was quite helpful. Uh, and then the interesting thing is I, I got an, uh, an opportunity, you know, because I feel like I've been able to mentor Jason. Well, I got a mentor. It was a local college coach, um, and he took me under his wing and, and helped me for a year. And ironically, uh, his name was Bill Van Gundy and his two sons, Jeff and Stan, have been both head coaches in the NBA. So there was a lot of basketball lineage there. But he helped me get back on my feet. But one of the areas I talk about in making your dreams come true is finding your passion in life. And my passion was at working with high school students. So I got a chance to go back to as a high school coach. But after seven years as a varsity coach, I didn't ever figure it out. My record was something like 40 games under 500. And then I got an epiphany. And the epiphany was if I was going to be a better coach, I had to become a better leader. I started to study leadership extensively. Mm-hmm. And one of the first books I read, because I've read you know, over a thousand books now, uh, was by Dr. Covey, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And was fortunate enough, actually, a few years ago to actually speak at the Franklin Covey's uh, Global Summit. That was a great thrill for me. Unfortunately, Dr. Covey had passed away. But in the book, one of the habits he talks about was begin with the end of mind. And he talked about having your own personal mission statement. And here I am in my early thirties. And the question that was asked is why were you put on this earth? And I had no clue. And that really made me think. And I started to write down different things and, uh, and then started to think more. And, and when I started to do that, I started to come up with these leadership principles. And the first one was clarifying your vision and having your own personal mission statement. If people don't know what you're all about, they won't follow you. And now I'm very clear about my mission. My mission is to be an outstanding role model that makes a positive difference in the world by helping others make their dreams come true. And that's one of the things when I share uh, 
And either my keynote is something I emphasize because I found that when I travel the country and speak, a lot of people don't have their own personal mission statement. And it's a really powerful exercise. It's not something you can do in five minutes. You really got to have some thought and what's most important to you. But really, you get to the point where you can make it pretty succinct. And once you understand what your mission, then it's much easier to lead others because you know what you're all about and it'll help you make better choices because you know what you are all about. So I think it's a really powerful thing is to discover what your mission is and put it in writing and then live it, which is always a challenge. Right. That that becomes the guidepost for you personally, but I'm, I'm hearing you say also coach that this is what gives other people a reason to even follow you in the first place. Right. I I think when they know what you stand for, uh, it helps immensely and what yours, you know, you believe in what you value, you got to share with your organization, your team on a daily basis. And, you know, one of the other principles I talk about in my leadership is building trust and trust has started by, I call it having a trust account, you know, where every day, you know, the people you work with and you as a leader, you're going to put either deposits or, or take withdrawals. And, you know, the unfortunate thing with that trust account is uh, you can absolutely uh, crush it if you do something really bad. You know, when you, if you're saying one thing and doing another, um, that gets out pretty quickly and that leads to uh, a real downfall for the leader. So I, I think building that trust is a day in, day out basis. And boy, once you've got it and people believe in each other and believe that we can trust each other, then you get something really special for your team or your organization. Mm-hmm. That's and that reminds me of one of the other Coveys. Stephen M. R. Covey wrote a book called The Speed of Trust. Absolutely. And how important that is to accelerate um relationships really and the things that can come from them. It's uh it's a powerful leadership concept. Yeah, for sure. And then one of the things, you know, you talked about relationships that I think is really powerful. One of my other keys I talk is is to be an effective communicator. And I think the thing that generally when I bring that up to audiences or, you know, when I talk to people individually about leadership, they think, oh, you know, you as the leader got to be a great communicator. And yeah, that's part of it. You know, you certainly should be able to, you know, communicate your message consistently. But uh, what I found is the most powerful thing about that communication is the other side. You know, the leaders that are most effective that I strongly believe are the people that are great listeners and, and they listen to their people and get ideas. And, and then obviously they have to make the ultimate decision. But uh, if you're not a good listener as a leader, I think that you end up really struggling. Mm. There's so much that you miss if you're not tuned in. Um, Absolutely. That kind of a level. I, and I, I think back to this experience that you had a decade ago with J-Mac in this game and knowing um, this, this young man's heart and, and having that kind of a relationship with him, uh, I think, led to the inspiration that you pointed him out and got him in the game. And um, having that kind of a connection with the people that we're working with, I think, makes all the difference and creates opportunities that would not be there otherwise. 
Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think the, the thing I always chuckle when I travel out of town and, you know, people after one of my keynotes will come up and say, uh, hey, coach, do you ever see J-Mac anymore? And I start laughing. They go, why are you laughing? And I show my phone and I've been texted, you know, 10 times. He's called me a couple of times. But the really special thing in my heart is the fact that, uh, you know, we Jason and I had a really good relationship when he was in high school, you know, and I was the coach. But now we even have a stronger relationship. You know, I, I really I have one uh, biological son and I feel like he's, you know, almost a second son to me. Our relationship is really, really close and we have a very strong bond and, and still talk uh, and communicate uh, almost every single day. So, mm. you know, as just as I'm talking with you here today and, and, uh, Thinking about the experiences that you've shared, what a richness comes into our lives when we adhere to the principles, the the very principles that you're sharing with us here today, that never give up mindset, seizing the day, remembering that your attitude is contagious, and that leadership is built on communication and trust and and relationships. as we apply those principles, our lives change for the better. You look at the richness, Coach, that has come into your life as a result of those principles. And I know that's, that's why you're so passionate about sharing them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, and I think the thing that didn't hit me till uh, later in my career, you know, when I started to continue or continue my you know own personal growth, was I started to hear more and more, you know, how can you leave a legacy? And, I, I, and that's one of my that's, uh, my one of my principles in leadership. And to leave a legacy, I think the great thing. Uh, that you have to do is you have to to develop others and add value to others and, and develop other leaders. And I think a lot of times as leaders, we forget that. Uh, you know, like I had a question the other day, because this is my first year out of coaching and my assistant coach that worked with me for 16 years took over and they lost their first game. Uh, interesting, our last three years, we were 66 and five. So we didn't lose many games. But the really neat thing is somebody asked me the other day, uh, what do you feel? Because they've won 11 straight. They're now 11 and one. And I said, you know what? I'm so proud and so happy that they're able to, uh, you know, one of the things that I felt was really important in leaving a legacy is to help uh, you know, train other leaders and my assistant that took over for me, you know, when people have asked me, are you happy that they're doing really well this year? And I said, absolutely. I'm really excited. The fact that they are now 11 and one, um, because my, one of my major goals was to develop my assistant coach so he could take the program over and, continue to have success, but even take it to a higher level. And, you know, in fact, we still, he kids me, he calls it uh, Monday mornings with Coach Johnson instead of Tuesdays with Maury. (laughs) 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 You know, he contacts me all the time and, you know, I've gone to a bunch of their games and a few of their practices. I I stayed, try to stay behind the scenes, but I, you know, one of the things I really emphasize with him is I'm there for him. And, you know, if he needs a sounding board or any advice that I'm there and you know, he, we talk quite a bit, so it's great to, that he's doing well and, and uh, that I can help him is, is really a positive thing. That's fantastic. And what greater tribute is there to uh, have someone that you turn it over to actually exceed your own level of performance? I think that's amazing. Absolutely. 
Well, Coach, you've provided some real value for us. I know that um, there are some of our listeners who might want to, to follow up or get a hold of your book, A Coach and a Miracle. Um, how can they get a hold of you? What's the best way to, to connect with Coach Jim Johnson? Well, I have a, a, a very fortunate, I have a lady that uh, helps manage me. Uh, her name is Kate Holgate. And uh, so the best way is to reach out uh, through our website, coachjimjohnson.com. It's got, you know, the video from the game. It's got some of my speaking videos. Uh, I also do a monthly life lessons newsletter that they can sign up for. I do a, a weekly success tips uh, through my blog. So uh, you know, I have a lot of things there that people can pick up and uh, I'd love to uh, support them in any way I can. Uh, as the, our book, uh, are actually going to do a revision as part of the anniversary and uh, we're actually coming out with a updated edition where uh, we've updated some of the pictures and the epilogue uh, that we're going to be releasing in a couple weeks in February around the uh, anniversary date of February 15th. Oh, fantastic. And that's right about when this uh, show is scheduled for publication. So, um, perfect. So, that's coachjimjohnson.com. And uh, they can connect anything else they need just right there through that site. Absolutely. Amazing. Thank you, Coach. You've, you've created some value again today. You're, you're still doing it. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure to be on your show. And anytime I can help, Paul. Well, you've heard it straight from the coach, everyone. And now it's time to go live on purpose. Purpose.